Hello, my name is Rose Cortine and you're listening to the Talking Teenage Life podcast. This is a podcast that explores people's experiences in their teenage years and what they've learnt since. On today's Talking Teenage Life podcast, I will be talking to Helen Piddock jones Hi, Helen. Hi there. Now, Helen, although I don't know you that well, what I do know is that you've had a career in the BBC as well as being a barrister. Not only that, but your work in television led you to be the famous flan- Phantom Flan Flinger on the children's TV programme Tis Was, which was before my time. One of the reasons that I started this podcast is because I'm interested in a career in the media, so it's going to be fascinating to hear your story about your diverse career in that field. But before all of that, let's talk about you as a teenager. Whereabouts were you? Right, yes. Well, actually, I went to a boarding school, yeah. and I was a boarding school in North Wales, yeah. um, which was a, a very good school for me because it had a, a lot of it was sport all the time, yeah. and there was drama, and um, I, I loved acting, debating. Yeah. It uh, was very fulfilling for me. So you've mentioned a few things that you enjoyed. Did you enjoy doing any other things, or like what did you do any things outside of school? Um, not really because of, well, in the holidays, um, yeah, I I did, I was playing a lot of tennis at that stage. Um, and, um, well, I suppose normal holiday activities, but the school life was really so full. I mean, we even did things like fencing. I had a chance at all different sports. We got our own golf course because golf did become my main thing later on. Um, so it was very, yes, it was very full. And um, like, where did you have any siblings, and were you close to them? And right, well, I'd got um, two sisters. Yeah. Um, my older sister decided. Well, she just stayed at a day school. It was my middle sister who decided that she fancied going away to a boarding yeah. school, and so the two of us went away to school. Yeah. Would that have meant then you were closer with your middle sister then? Yes, probably, um, yeah. because also there was the age group as well. As my older yeah. sister, there was six years gap. Yeah. And so her life was a lot more sophisticated when I was just a little one. So, yeah, yeah my middle sister, more time with her, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned sport. What would you have said that your like, favourite sport was then? Um, I loved lacrosse and I also yeah. loved hockey. We used to do one term of lacrosse, one of hockey, and then the summer it was tennis. Yeah. Um, but then golf did come in and, and sort of took over. And yeah. that's what I played mostly at home and uh, and actually did quite well. I, I got down to handicap 15 when yeah. I was 15 and uh, played for the county and that sort of thing. Yeah. 
So when you were a teenager, did you have any aspirations? Did you want to end up being a professional sports person? Or? I think I was realistic in that I was good at a lot of sports, yeah. but I wasn't very good at one of them. And yeah. I think I didn't have the dedication to concentrate just on the one. I far rather play lots of different sports. Um, and so, no, I didn't, didn't really, I thought, no, I won't make it that high in one sport although I was aiming to be a PE teacher so I could practice that well so you mentioned you wanted to be a PE teacher was that the only aspiration you had or did you like want to do anything else when you were older um well my father was a solicitor and so I heard about the law and knew about the law and uh I think I also was attracted to that. So it was between the two, I have to say, which was a difficult decision. And so, in fact, I did apply to college for both PE and also to university for law. Um, But I I got into university, so that's the way I went, which was the law. Once you'd applied and got in for the university, did you then think, oh, actually, I want to do sport, or did it just change your mind? It wasn't so much that I wanted to do sport, but I did change my mind yeah. about law. I, I realised that it was probably a little bit too restrictive. Yeah. I initially was going to be a solicitor. Yeah. Um, and then I realised that I wanted to be a barrister. And I don't know if you know the difference, but barristers are the ones who stand up in court and yeah. and do all the speaking. And I that was the thing I fancied because I, yeah. was, I did a lot of debating and acting. And I thought, no, that was the thing that would suit me yeah. best. So I moved to become a barrister. But even then I thought, no, this is uh, not quite what I wanted. But I don't think I thought about going to sport. I just decided law wasn't the thing and, and looked around to find something different. So what did you do after you decided you wanted to do something different then? Well, using my sort of acting, debating, I certainly didn't want to be a professional actor, but I was interested in drama. But I I did think about uh, media, and so I thought about the BBC. Yeah. Uh, And I actually applied to, to, for the BBC, and I did say what my interests were, but there wasn't really anything on offer, because the trouble is you don't know what jobs there are. Um, and anyway, I eventually, it's quite a long story, but to cut it short, I was a bit um, cheeky, I suppose. And I talked my way in, um, I sort of bluffed my way in a bit uh, to see and found myself in front of one of the, the bosses at yeah. Midland Television in BBC. Uh, and I think he was a bit surprised that I'd actually found my way yeah. there. And so he offered me a job. But the job was a very, very, I suppose if you can call it a word, menial. It was a very, it was simply uh, on the telephone dictating stories down the, down yeah. to another newsroom. Um, but he said, this is your chance, get in. And I think that's what I learned was get in. Yeah. Then you can look around, then so see what's going like, on. Get the get get it out and then decide then what to do Yes, afterwards. absolutely. Yeah. So after you then got the job, what did you then do after that? Um, well, I was, um, it was only for a couple of hours in the morning and a couple of hours in the afternoon in their local radio, uh, local radio Birmingham this was. 
And again, I met this chap and he said, how was I getting on? And I said, well, I'm doing that. And he said, now, come on, this is your opportunity. It's up to you to actually make the most of it. Yeah. And he said, Go, say you're an interviewer. So I actually went to the production office and I said, oh, I'm a, a freelance interviewer. Yeah. And I was said, oh, right, excellent. And somebody gave me an interview to do. Yeah. So I went and did the interview and I had to quickly learn how to to use the recording equipment yeah um and then i came back and that was the start of it i did interviewing i then became a dj and i used to present at one of their radio programs uh, then i decided it wasn't quite again what i wanted i was still looking for what i really wanted to do yeah so i then applied and talked to somebody else and i moved to radio 4 yeah. And I became a Radio 4 producer. Uh, and um, I did part of Woman's Hour. Yeah. And also part of the Today programme. So I was learning all the yeah. time. So um, you said you were like a DJ and a radio presenter. Hmm. Um, that is one of my aspirations and that's what I want to do And I'm older. So would you have any like tips on how to like get into the media or any other things like that? If you could find a route the way I did, yeah, great, but I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think you have to be a bit more official about it. But I think what you're doing is the practising and yeah. rehearsing and doing as get a much experience of, of yeah. different things. Um, because I realised afterwards that when I was growing up, I loved doing jigsaw puzzles, so it's putting pieces together. Yeah. And I used to take cine films and I used to love the editing. So I was yeah. putting things together, which is exactly what doing a radio program. And later I did television. Yeah. It's putting together. It's seeing the whole story. Yeah. Um, and so as much practice as you can yeah. of the skills that you can you can use is, is great. How you actually get in there in the end, I'm afraid that's up to you yeah. and applying. Yeah. But the more you can get down... Uh, on paper because even though I didn't use my law degree yeah it does look good on paper yeah and if you can volunteer for anything or do anything that's got your net that you've done this you've done and yeah. the, the most varied that you can yeah shows you're a rounded personality and, and having you're willing to have a go yeah. at everything so you mentioned you were on a TV show. What was that TV show? Well, I initially moved from the BBC to... You've now got Central TV, but it was then yeah. called ATV. And uh, I was interviewed and I actually got a job on the 6 o'clock news programme. So yeah. most evenings, well, every evening, all regions have a half-hour news programme. And yeah. I was on there as a reporter and uh, I then started reading the news every night. Yeah. And uh, that was, I did that for about eight years, I think. Um, yeah. And on that same programme was uh, a broadcaster called Chris Tarrant. Yeah. And uh, he was actually the, na the natural, he used to do nature programmes and reports. Uh, and then he started doing children's programmes and he asked me if I was interested in writing for that. So he started Tis Was, the Saturday morning programme. Yeah. And I was doing news reading during the week and then writing scripts and questions and uh, things for the Saturday morning show as well. Yeah. So that was quite fun and very varied as well. Yeah. 
So did you actually, were you able to like go on the show and like do anything on there? Well, I did. Um, when the programme started, it only went out in the Midland region. Yeah. And because I was known reading the news during the week, yeah. I appeared every now and then as myself yeah. um, doing sketches and things. Yeah. We had Lenny Henry on and Jim Davidson and a whole load of others um, that we used to do sketches with. But then we invented this character called the Phantom Flanflinger. Yeah. And it was sort of, I don't know why, but it fell to me that I was doing that part. Yeah. And it became a big joke because we had this joke, who is the Phantom Flanflinger? Because yeah. it would have been a very funny joke if it was discovered that this serious newsreader during the week yeah. was throwing custard pies and buckets of water on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Then it became nationwide, so the joke wouldn't have been so funny, but yeah. we, we just kept it in. Yeah. So I did that as well, yes. <laughs> so um, what, like, so you said you had to throw pies and like chuck water at people. Why, why would you have done that? Like, oh well, that was the stupid part of yeah. the program. <laughs> it was just a joke, and that then yeah. we had loads of uh, famous pop singers and actors and actresses came on the show, and they always got a custard pie in the face or a bucket of water, and I yeah. was the one who threw them. Do you think like doing that and and for people seeing the fun side of you? Do you think that has like almost changed the person or? help made the person you are now? Or? I think it showed the side that I was capable of having fun and, yeah. and doing things. But at the same time, I was actually... We did have a serious side of the programme that yeah. most people forget. And I used to do a um, quite serious look at what happened in history. Yeah. So I was writing those and I used to do all the quizzes. So there, yeah. there was that side as well. Yeah. Um, but it was fun to have a to have a go at all that, yes. Yeah. And what did you do after you finished your job on the TV show? Well, I'd started writing the magazine and um, I, started, I wrote a series of books. Yeah. Um, children's books based on the Tiswas. Yeah. Um, so there was a book of Tiswas Ghastly Ghosts, Tiswas um, uh, Fantastic Facts, those sort of things. Yeah. And I started writing more. Um, but then um, it wasn't enough to earn a living from. Yeah. Uh, and also then the whole production staff changed. Chris Tarrant left, his was moved to London, and they had a complete change, so I thought yeah. I needed a change. Yeah. Um, so I left television at that moment. I did do some freelance stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was still writing, and I realised that I was writing a lot, and I wanted to do something with that. So yeah. I combined with somebody who was doing uh, some floral decorations. This is very different from television, yeah. but <laughs> it was decorating my words, my poems. Yeah. Uh, and so we started selling those commercially and yeah. it developed and we actually then started a full business. Yeah. And I was writing greetings cards and long poems that we did on um Tea towels we had poems yeah. on. And most of them, the most successful ones were funny ones. Yeah. So is that like, what is that what you would do in your spare time? And Oh, no, this oh. became full time. Yeah. Um, I, di I did get involved with a couple of quiz programs back at yeah. um, Central and I wrote all the questions. So, oh, and I also, there was a couple of other um, 
big quiz TV programmes that I did all the questions for. But my main thing then was building up this craft business. Yeah. Uh, and it built up over the years and we then started employing people and we had yeah. big printing presses and that really became the, the, the you know my main thing and, and television yeah. sort of disappeared so would you say like has it like told you that you can do anything that you want almost yes i i don't know whether i i, I do have a confidence that i can do things yeah and even though we were starting from scratch uh, when you've got to earn a living, you've got to earn yeah. some money. That doesn't. It makes you work hard. Yeah. Um, so we did have to work hard, and but we were prepared to experiment. Um, we did some. We did craft shows. We did some market stalls. Yeah. To sell our products. So again, yeah. it was a bit like when I started off. I was prepared to have a go. Yeah. And. Um, Took advice. Yeah. Um, I probably took advice about the business more than I had earlier because I didn't know. Yeah. Earlier, I didn't know who to ask. Yeah. But later, I took advice from accountants and business project people. Um, yeah. So I knew what I was attempting to do in business. I, yeah. I do think is is, is, is vital, um, especially if there's more people involved and you're employing people. You've got yeah. to get it right. So um, did that for about 30 years in the end. Yeah. So would you say that a mixture of all your jobs and all of the things that you've enjoyed has, like, helped you to, like, realise who you are? I think so. Um, I also, when I got a bit older and realised that when the business was going quite well... um, I was using my writing talent because I was writing verses all the day and we were doing lots of different things and we actually did direct selling to people. And I realised I really did enjoy talking to people and and selling, but it was the talking that was more interesting than the selling. And uh, as time went by, I realised I got a bit more time. So I wanted to do more community work and, yeah. and help the community. So I actually became a Samaritan. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know about Samaritans, but it's a 24-hour telephone yeah. helpline. And that is talking to people yeah. and helping people. Um, so I've been doing that now for about 25 years. So, so that is rewarding for yeah. a different part of, of my psyche, really. Yeah. So would so you, have you done any other like volunteer work or anything else? Yes, since I retired, um I'm also now a volunteer with the um Mid Cheshire NHS Hospital Trust. Yeah. Uh, and that's at Leighton Hospital, which is just outside Crewe. Yeah. And that is, I work in pharmacy, so I'm dealing with members of the public over reception yeah. and uh and that's good. I thoroughly enjoy the interaction with them, but also the staff who I'm working with in pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm also a governor at the yeah. hospital. Uh, and so that's more responsibility. And uh, that's, uh, uh, that's another side that I'm very pleased that I'm able to do. Yeah. Um, well, our time's almost up. And so... Um, with all of my guests, I always ask them one final question. So what would you tell your teenage self? I think I would say to have even more confidence to try different things and have a go 
Um, but ask advice or take on what people tell you. Yeah. Um, because there's always, always going to be somebody who knows. I remember very early on in television, I went yep. out filming and I did not know what to do. And yep. I, so I said to a cameraman, I don't know how to do this. And they're yeah. always very pleased to give you the information. Yeah. Uh, and I did, as I said, the sports, and I'm actually starting doing sports again. So yeah. I'm having a go at everything. So I think yeah. just have a little so bit of confidence. ticking everything off your list. And yes. Having a go at everything. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's been really, really inspiring. And I'm sure it will inspire lots of other young people as well. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to me. hope you enjoyed listening to talking teenage life podcast and that this discussion has inspired you please remember to subscribe via your usual podcast provider we'd love you to leave a review online and don't forget to visit www.talkingteenagelife.com to find out what we're up to